Hello and welcome to the Navy Blue Corner. I'm Ian, joined as always by my good mate Lockie and Carlton are through to a preliminary final and that is a phrase that I think far too many times over the last 10 years I never thought I'd be able to say and this mm-hmm. game, man, I have spent almost every single day <laughs> since Friday night trying to find the right words to describe it. I can't describe that. I can't describe the moment itself. Yet to find it, it was just magical. That's, I think, the closest I'm going mm. to get. But lucky, mate, how are you? And has it all sunk in yet? <laughs> definitely hasn't sunk in. Uh, never been better. Yeah, no, it definitely still feels surreal. There was just so many moments in that game where I'm like, it's, it's, you know, I'm proud of the boys, but it's mm. done. I don't think we're going to get there. And then we somehow did. It was one of the greatest escapes of all time. Just, it's just hard to come up with the right words to describe all of it, but we're going to try and who knows how long mm-hmm. this episode will go for, but it's going to be one of the greatest and most fun episodes ever to go through that win. And look, we'll get into the specifics throughout the pod. We'll break down the win, the final moments, all of it. But before we do, this is the important one. This is the important question, Lockie. And I kind of want to get mm. the listeners' feelings and thoughts on this as well. So if you're watching on YouTube, Definitely. you answer this question. Drop it in paragraph form as long as you want it in the comments on YouTube <laughs> or head over if you're listening to this in podcast form over to the socials at Navy Blue Corner. I want to know it because Lockie, the mm. Blues, we are one win away from playing in a grand final, two wins away Stop from it. going the distance, making Stop the dream it. come true. What did that win in everything that comes with that win? What did it all mean to you? Well, it's just fully uncharted territory for you and I as supporters, I suppose. So I guess that's, I guess, why it really is yet to sink in properly. Mm. So much of our energy has been invested in just making it to the finals. And like, you know, the last few months has been all about that. And then finally to get, and to get a win, that was obviously incredible last week. So, you know, some people were calling this, a free hit. We talked about that last week. Um, and like I said, there was moments kind of in the fourth quarter where I, you know, like I'm saying to my dad next to me, I'm like, it's, it's, it, this might not happen. This just doesn't mm. feel like it's going to go our way. They're just peppering the scores. They're hitting the posts. They're, you know, their score reviews. And it just didn't feel like it was going to go our way. So the fact that it did, then the fact that now, yeah. One win till a grand final just doesn't feel real from where we've come from this year. It's it's so hard to take it all in. And I think for me, it just, it makes just everything worth it. And and maybe it's an overreaction. I don't know. I don't think it is. I don't think anyone that is a Carlton supporter thinks it is for not mm. a grand final, but for us and so many supporters that we haven't gone this far ever. We've never seen us nope. win a semi-final. Never seen us play in a prelim, <laughs> and we're going to. It's just oh it my makes God. it just makes everything worth it. Finally, seeing this all happen, and from a fan point of view, everything we've put up with through the childhood trauma of never winning games. You know, you get bullied as a little kid because your your team's garbage, and you you have no experience. You have nothing to really back it up or go back with because you're like, yeah, my team doesn't win, and I I don't know what this is about. You get the, the false dawn maybe of the 2010s and, you know, 
we have the rebuild. We're, we're, we're all thinking this is going to turn around, and there's been so many ups and downs. It's been a roller coaster ride throughout all of that. We know the journey's not over. It's just another step, but it was just such mm. a massive, massive step. And to have recorded it all through this podcast and suffered through some ridiculous losses and some some this year, it's not like it's been a smooth sailing up towards this moment. Midway through this year, it was panic stations. It was hell. We've been through it all. And just as mm-hmm. us fans, we just deserve this. And it just makes sitting through all those losses worth it. And, I mean, just what a moment. Yeah. It's incredible. Just feel the emotions that we're all feeling right now. I think, like I said uh, on an Insta post yesterday, like it just doesn't feel like that long ago that we – five years ago, we won two games. Mm. And – so many guys that were on the list then are still here. So it's just a reminder of like, when you see the reactions from the players and just how overjoyed they are, like so many of them have been through this, like just being part of a, a loser team for years. And we've, we're, we're out of that now. I think that is something that it, it's one of the many layers of why I love the win as much. Why I love what's happening is like these guys and you just, how many more videos do I need to see of these reactions from these boys, whether it's the guys on field, whether it's the players that weren't playing on the sidelines, getting up and about for it all. You just, you just want it so bad for these fellas that have been through so Mm -hmm. much that deserve it almost more than anyone else. And Oh, it's yep. just to take it even more back to a personal place. I was sitting mm. in Bay M11, which is mm. on level one. It's on the half forward line and it's actually two bays away to M13, which is where I had my first ever reserve seats as a Carlton supporter, me and dad, where we started going from 2008 to all mm. the home games because I was st- finally old enough and understood football enough and could take it in that, okay, we can now pretty much go to every single game. And it's just one of those things where I was so close to being sat in the same seat that I watched everything from. I saw the 2010s. I saw the rebuild. I saw how many countless 100-point losses there. And I think there was just something about, I think, the universe in that of sitting so close to the area, the same view of the ground and to witness it there, I think just added to the feelings and the emotions of that night. It was everything Mm. from being a Carlton supporter throughout all of this. Just, it hit me all at once and it hasn't stopped. It's still here. And it's, it's just, it's been an emotional journey. Like uh, even, you know, writing this um, run sheet as I was going through and Mm. thinking of moments and adding it to it. Like I, I was getting a little bit emotional, was, Almost getting a little bit teary, which maybe seems a little bit crazy, a little bit too full on, but oh, it just means no, so much. Not at all. This is just so these are the things that we've been dying for for ages. It started last week with just I just want the raw after the Australian national anthem that I don't feel like I've had ever yeah, as a fan base. And and now it's like I want a grand final, we're gonna get it done. It's just it's insane, Lucky. Yeah. That's a good like that. I love that as a little moment that like I've never actually thought consciously about it, but definitely subconsciously whenever I watch a final and that kind of thing, that, that moment I'm like, oh, mm. I want, I want the camera to be panning down our fellas. I want to see mm. their faces as they're, as they're gearing up and ready to go. 
Um, I'm keen to hear about how you felt like you've spoken about your emotions then. What were your emotions like on the final siren? Because I had very different emotions this week to last week. Yeah. Oh, you've skipped ahead in my run share, but I love it. We'll go straight to this because final siren was insane, to be honest, because I'll, I'll... I'll go back in my in my run sheet to go forward slightly oh, because there was God, the no no no. I'll, I'll just slightly no. I'll just slightly touch on something without going too much okay. into it. But there is uh, when we were down, there's a few minutes to go. Doesn't maybe look like we're going to get the win. I was similar to you. I yeah. I was almost in my head just going through it, thinking, okay, this isn't great. I want the win so badly doesn't feel like it's going to get done i was sort of coming to terms with the fact yeah, that we may lose this game because yep. i wasn't sure i was ever getting to that place beforehand it was no we're still in this we can get it done and there was obviously still a part of me that thought we just need one chance it just didn't feel like it and i needed to get through that emotionally and when mm. that moment happens the goal and, and then the siren it was just I don't, again, I don't know what the words are to describe it. I was just going batshit insane and it was all coming out physically. I'm I'm hugging people in front of me. I'm hugging people behind. People oh, I've yeah. never met, but I've just met on the night. We're going nuts. Limbs flying everywhere. And uh, it was just <laughs> every part of inside me was just exploding out at, at at once just through yelling through everything i don't know how to describe the mm. reaction it was just euphoria it was everything it was like nothing i've ever experienced before at a game of football i just i couldn't believe it i was still in a state of shock there was just mm. a thought of i can't believe this has happened i'm trying to make sense of what i've just seen I'm celebrating. I, I don't. I didn't know what to do with anything. I don't know how you reacted. I'm keen to get yeah. your thoughts as well. Was there like? Was there a moment that you can remember where you knew that we had it? Like, I feel like there's a there was a few different kind of signposts in the yeah in the game. Oh, there were, there definitely was. Like, obviously, the goal goes through, and I was I I had the the time up. Ladies next to me at the time, guy behind me is listening in, on the radio. Everyone knows how long's to left to go. There's a minute to go. So it definitely wasn't at that stage. And then, no, you know, Hollands has that chase down tackle. Like as soon as Hunt, um, Hunter oh, got away, I was like, oh no, that's it. And then that chase down, I was like, oh, hang on. Oh, no. Ball goes back. It was, I'd say 90% at that Chera, uh, just after the smother when he, when yeah. Lever could easily pick up the ball and he traps it, I'm like, they don't want it. Like Andy Mars yelling on the uh, yeah, on the how good cast. is that? Just, he doesn't want it. He doesn't want it. And then as soon as TDK kicked that ball forward, I knew that's it. That we it's into space. There has to be like 10, 15 seconds left. They're not miracle on grassing this from here. <laughs> it was as soon as he got that out into space, it was just me. I was already standing, but it was just me jumping up and down, getting excited, going, it's ours. Holy shit, this is going to happen. Yeah. Was, that, was that the moment for you? <sighs> yeah, absolutely. I, I genuinely said the ex- like the exact same thing at that moment. I was like, Lever does not want that. Mm. He, it was that, that was his moment. And uh, obviously, Tool played a really good game, but 
yeah, once once the ball hit TDK's boot, it was like, oh my god, <laughs> it's actually actually happening. But for me, I don't know. Like last week against Sydney, I was like just so overcome with emotion, seemingly kind of what you were like this week, like few tears and that kind of thing, like the relief of it all against Sydney. But I don't know. It just didn't feel like relief this week. It was just pure happiness. Mm. Pure just cannot believe what has just happened. Like it's not the relief of, I don't know, us getting over the line last week. It just it just felt different. It was just, yeah, genuinely like probably no other win before. Mm. Yeah. Oh, no, that is a really good um, point you've sort of brought up there. That's something I maybe didn't think about because, yeah, last week – I was still weirdly confident <laughs> that we were going to hold on to that one. I maybe yeah. wasn't as stressed, but Siren goes, it was relief. It was, oh my God, thank God. We've got the win. We've ticked that off. We held on. This was just joy. I think you nailed it yeah. with that. It was just happiness. It yeah. was, that was a completely different feeling. And I've, last week was probably one of the loudest roars of all time. This like tripled it. I, I, it the whole good, stand was shaking. It was unbelievable. I've never experienced anything like that. I can't imagine what it's going to be like on grand final day when we get the W because it didn't feel like anything could top that in the moment. And yeah, I don't know about you. I, I had such a weird feeling after it where we obviously have the incredible, we sing the song, it's going bananas. They don't play the song again because I guess it's Melbourne's home game, which was yeah. kind of shit, but it didn't matter because the fans decided to sing it anyway. And, Mm-hmm. So many of us, and I know you're, you're probably the same. No one was leaving. No oh, one was, was leaving it? that ground anytime <laughs> soon. Everyone's partying. Everyone's oh. walking up to another stranger, giving him a big hug. I remember even on the way out, I was like trying to find my mum in all the chaos because she was sitting in some different seats. And some random mm. guy, he was trying to leave. I was standing near the doors and like just randomly came up and hugged me. He's like partners looking at me being like, do we know this guy? What's going on? No, nope, just oh hugging a God. random. And it was just one of those weird <sighs> moments. But when I was still in the stands, I don't know if you're the same. I want to know if anyone else is, is batshit crazy and far too emotional like myself. But I just didn't want to leave. And this is going to be so sad and depressing. Yeah. But like, because I just knew as soon as I left the ground, as soon as I... Stood like I was already standing, but left that seat. That like that moment was mm. kind of past. And yeah. as much as as much as I I, I want I the grand that. final, I want all of those things. It was that was just the that was the greatest moment I've ever had in my lifetime. Like there, I can't yeah. think of anything else I've ever experienced that brought me that much happiness and joy <laughs> and elation. Which apologies to anyone in my life that um maybe thinks that there should be another <laughs> moment that has that. I don't know. I haven't had oh, a, a marriage. Haven't had a, a text of flying so maybe, in. Maybe that one will will top it at some time. <laughs> but that was like the happiest I think I've ever been in a moment. That's great. Just so overcome with emotion, where I was just like, and again, it's depressing. I just didn't want to leave because I knew at that stage that would be a memory i'm out of that moment and all i could mm. think of the whole time was like can can someone just give me that remote control from that adam sandler movie click can i just pause it can i oh. rewind and just watch that thing forever because i just i don't oh. know if i'm gonna get that kind of joy ever again and i just wanted to relive that forever and Oh, the that. crowd, everything. It just makes me so happy that I support this club because you don't get that anywhere else. 
well, we spoke about that on the podcast last week. We were like, this was incredible and we may never have, like, who knows the next time that we're going to have a game like this. Mm. Like, we could have lost on Friday night and then we miss finals next year mm. or yeah. the year after. Like, yeah, I love that. I think we're... I think we're doing a good job of remaining as much in the moment as we can mm. and, and just enjoying. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm so with you. I was so mm. overjoyed seeing how many people stayed and everyone's coming down to the side to cheer the boys off. And yeah, mm. it's also great. It, it also warms, it, it warms my heart hearing so many of like the neutral people involved being like genuinely the loudest I've heard any football game mm. ever. Like it's just a testament to the support that, that everyone's giving these boys and and the boys keep talking about it too which mm. you know that means that everyone is playing their part when they get along mm, well 100 and like there's those other little moments like i remember leaving the ground as i was going out of the bay ran oh. into an older lady you you know you just as soon as you see another person you make eye contact there's just like a you start celebrating again and and she yeah. made a nice little comment she's like there's there's my granddaughter or grandson. It's like yeah, six years old and they were going to me like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. And it's like, that Stop makes it. me even more excited because they haven't had to been through all the garbage. This is their childhood. And like that, yeah. it's like, that's the childhood I always dreamed of. So to know that mm. that is how they're starting as a Carlton supporter, like that just <laughs> makes me even happier. Um, but like, what was your genuine did you, your actual reaction when that siren went? Like, were you already on your feet? What was going on? I want, like, play-by-play. Play. Were you hugging Love randoms? It. What was going on? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm I'm not a, as privileged as you in a lot of these games in that you often are in quite a Carlton army. Uh, the Melbourne MCC members, I'll give them credit, <laughs> they were out in force on Friday night. Definitely more Melbourne people than Carlton. Um especially around us. Mm. So uh, particularly dad had a couple of painful, painful Melbourne oh. supporters sitting next to him and just mouthing off the whole time about the free kicks and how the AFL wants Carlton to win and all that, you know, nonsense that I'm sure <laughs> if you were sitting with me, you would have been <laughs> It would have been some choice words, back. maybe. <laughs> you, you would have been, you know, saying things under your breath, just very tight lips, and... very calm, you know, <laughs> yeah. all, all the above. <laughs> I know how you get in those situations. So yeah. <laughs> Full yeah. <nuffy. laughs> probably probably for the best. Um, so yeah, it was kind of like I was keeping the lid on a bit, particularly in the last quarter. I was like, I, you know, I, I was just like, like you kind of said, just mentally preparing myself a little bit that mm. we don't get over the line and I have to deal with the entire crowd around me kind of going up and I'm going to have to listen to this bloody song. Um, but yeah, when the siren went straight, straight on my feet, hugging dad, jumping up and down for joy, had to pull the phone out to like capture <laughs> just a couple seconds of it. Cause like you, I was like, I don't want to ever forget mm. this feeling. Um, yeah. And then as soon as, as soon as the siren went, I was like, we got to get like, We've got to get closer to the ground. We've got to get near the race. We've got to give these boys the biggest uh, send-off that they've ever had. Oh, I absolutely love that. Yeah, I was fortunate to be in the, the Carlton, one of the many members' bays. And last week, yep. stitched up completely because where I was last week yes. for the Sydney game, it was like I'm on the end bay, near the edge, 
and then Sydney supporters on my left. The, the whole one Sydney rest Bay. of the Olympic, Olympic stand is all Carlton supporters. And it's like, how yeah. there's like four of these bays in the whole MCG. How have I got next to Sydney? But this week I was sandwiched right in the middle. It was like I was in the middle of my bay. We were Carlton. To the left was Carlton. To the right was Carlton. Yeah. Either side of that, Sydney, um, Melbourne. But it didn't matter. I was surrounded by baggers. And I was very fortunate Good. enough, again, that in the pocket, that was right where the play was. So as soon as Chera sort of made that tackle, we were all just up up on our feet. Yeah, you see that in the replay. And we're already like we're up and we're just like starting to jump of excitement, just waiting for that <laughs> siren to hit. And like, you know, siren goes. I'm going ballistic, oh. as I mentioned. And... I see I'm dumb. So like I I don't have that thing in my brain that goes like get the phone out because you need to you're still obviously mm. enjoying the moment, but you need something to capture just this. Sure. Whether it's one photo, whether it's a two second video, whatever it is. I never think of that and I regret yeah, okay. it so much after the fact. So I'm so happy that literally like as soon as I've hugged everyone in a hundred meter vicinity of myself, <laughs> had to make sure go through each row. Um yeah. have I missed anyone? Uh, exactly. If you had a hug, if you had a hug, good. We're all happy. All, ha- all good. Um, soon as that happens, like sister gets the phone out and like my dad, um, obviously massive card supporter, got me into all this. He lives in, mm. in WA. He was at the WA Blues function and like immediately yeah. we're FaceTiming him and it's like, oh, there's no so words. There's no words that are spoken. It's literally just like me, my sister and my girlfriend just screaming and cheering on the phone. <laughs> dad and everyone there cheering for like a minute. Nothing else was said, and then it was like hung up, beautiful. And then, um, three oh. months straight after that, like, lives like my girlfriend's like, take a photo. She's like, smile. I didn't know what to do, I had too much energy, so I'm just cheering. And there's a great photo I tears away. of me literally just being like, come on. And she's like, that's not the smile I wanted with uh, the ground <laughs> behind you, but I guess that'll do. Uh, so it was just, yeah, it was one of the most insane moments and yeah i'm keen to hear every single person who's listening to this what what went through their heads i want everyone's moments because like we get to share ours on this platform but mm-hmm. i want to know other people's as well that's what makes it fun is we share ours we hear yours so drop it in the comments go to the socials at navy blue corner i want to know everything but we've kind of tiptoed around it a little bit you've oh. said that you know jesse motlop gets that goal and you're like, we're a sniff yep. here. We are a sniff. We're only down by three points. But then pretty much after that, again, it felt like Melbourne kind of wrestled control back. They have a few more chances. Mm. Oliver's long shot at goal that Max Gorn doing his best, Radigalia impersonation, keeping <laughs> the ball in, spoiling yeah, it on the line. Pickett burns about 20 of his teammates because he's such a great human being. We love what he brings um, on the football field. Hits the post, sucked in your dog. Um, but it did still feel like any time we tried to move the ball, it felt like this a lot, I think, through the last quarter, just wasn't mm. clicking. Something wasn't happening for us. We'd move it 20, 30 meters, and then all of a sudden there'd be a fumble or the kick just wasn't there. Melbourne set up, yeah. they'd get the intercept. And I was like you. Like we both just didn't really 100% believe that that magic goal was coming out of the blue baggers, even though Melbourne was still giving us the opportunity. But we need to talk about the big moment, what it was like, Blake Aker's goal. We've talked about the reaction to everything else. Give me, firstly, before I hear your reaction, and I want again a play-by-play throughout everything that's happened, 
rough estimate, how many times do you think you've rewatched that goal in the last oh. couple of minutes of that game? <laughs> well, as we discussed before we hit record, I've I wish I hadn't seen it so many times with the Channel 7 commentary. Uh, <laughs> I've definitely seen it in all the different forms of commentary that it comes with. At least a good 30 to 40 times, I'd say. What was your favorite? Gonna... What was your favorite commentary if you can nail it down to one? I think, yeah, it has to be Jared. Yeah. Jared, he, uh, yeah, underrated, I guess. Mm. Nails the, the moment. The commentary space. Yeah, he does nail the moment, but there's some absolute pearlers out there. Um, yeah, I mean, like all those moments that you listed just then where it felt like the game could be taken away. And when Lever took that intercept mark mm. and Kerno, oh God, please stop almost giving away 50s. Um, that, that that almost felt like it. And then when, God, how good Viney's right boot. Oh, Absolute sinks time, the boot into please. it. <laughs> it was like a real Zach Fisher right foot effort. And the Melbourne supporters, they don't like his uh, his right boot, I've heard. Mm, yeah, that doesn't... Some great commentary there. <laughs> doesn't from Tommy Morris. Um, yeah, that was, a, that was a real heartwarming listen, wasn't it? <laughs> Getting to that one. Um, so good. Dead yeah. silence. <laughs> For two minutes. It was great. I guess the, ma- the main thing about the play that I remember so much was as soon as Akers kicks that ball, looking straight at Dad and saying, he's missed it. <laughs> like the ang- the angle that we oh, were no. on, it, it looked like the ball just absolutely shattered straight into the post. And so it was a, a, a good few, like three seconds before we were like, oh my God, okay, it's gone through. Four <laughs> blues like standing around the square on their own. <laughs> Could have taken 30 bloody seconds. <laughs> Could have whatever. Um, but no, it's just the most Carlton way, I guess, ever to, to get that. <laughs> Game winner, two weeks in a row, the sheriff. Oh. See, that's the funniest part because I, the angle I was on, because I was on the opposite side in like the half forward uh-huh. pocket. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know where the hell that ball went, so I didn't really see yeah. the ball really go in. I just saw Acres and I saw his reaction and everyone hugged. So I was like, he's kicked it. I, I, I didn't know until oh. after I got home watched so the replay close. properly that I was like, holy shit, he almost missed that. Oh my God, that was inches away from the post. But uh, it means does not matter. So I love that it you doesn't had matter. the worst angle where it made it so much worse for you. Whereas I was just blinded and had the reaction. And yeah, I, I think my reaction was just simply utter disbelief where yeah. the way the whole play unfolded, you know, Weeders is on the opposite wing to me, takes the 45 on, which... The balls on him to him and the smartness of Weedering. Guy who mm. earlier through this season we were saying, like, mate, just move mm-hmm. the ball quick. What are you doing? Yep. He's learnt and moved it beautifully to Hollands, who works hard as anything to get to that ball. <laughs> and then, you know, not that good a kick, I guess, according to BT. Terrible to kick up going to BT. Dockety, who that was where I had the perfect angle behind it, but my negativity in the in that in that moment was oh no mm. we're fucked. He's, there's no way Doherty, with no shoulder, is yeah. marking this ball. And it was it was that was the moment where it felt like time stopped for a second when that ball mm. was marked. It was like for sure, holy shit, he did mark that. Hang on a minute. And it was like the whole thing paused. He marks it, 
play and then just slowly everyone on this yeah. side of the ground stands up we're just like holy shit holy oh, shit mate. i didn't see the goal square i was just looking at doherty and part of me in that moment also just flashed to two seconds early with kempy the same thing and kicks it on the falls so i was like please doherty do something else with it and it was only when my head swiveled with the ball that it was like holy shit is that is that acres in a two-on-one takes it kicks it through and there was yep. because it happened so fast because i was similar to you didn't think that we'd be able to conjure that up out of nowhere at that stage i thought there was genuinely 10 seconds left sure. i just it was just like such a natural reaction of i don't know anything i don't know what's happening none of this yep. is sinking in it's just genuine what have i just witnessed and just screaming, yelling, throwing every limb up and about, high-fiving everyone. And then, yeah, it was just that then nervous part of finding out that, oh, shit, there's a minute still to go. That's not good. With we your thoughts at that time when he, when obviously Akers takes that mark, replay, you get to see it all. Should he have taken the 30? Oh. Should he have gone back? Do you have any? Like, I know it means nothing and who actually gives a yeah. shit. But it's a point that I just wanted to have for conversation's sake. Did you think he should have yeah. taken the 30? Did you have many thoughts about it? Yeah. Honestly, I hadn't put thought into it until this last two minutes. I've, ha I've had a few people that I've spoken to in the last few days kind of mention that, mention that like, oh, he should have gone back. And I'm just kind of like, no, come on, shut up. It's, it's <laughs> you know, because I was still so in the moment, I guess. But I mean, of course... Of course. I think there's so many moments in this game where, and, and like we were saying this last week, every team gets swept up in the finals, pressure and atmosphere and everything that's going on. And every game that we play, we're going to get better and better at handling these moments. And there's so many good things, so many points we can pick out mm. where it's like, love, like, like the TDK kick into space. It was like, that mm. was the right thing to do here. Like that was, you made the right call there. Of course, Akers could have hit that post. A very different story. Um, yeah. Having that shot after the siren would have been obviously a lot of pressure from directly mm. in front. So it's hard to put yourself in his shoes. Mm. But if you missed it, we'd all be talking about a very different narrative. Yeah. Oh, it's. I think, yeah, maybe the smart thing is to go back, take the full 30 and worry about the clock. But... I don't know. I don't necessarily subscribe to that. Maybe that is the smart option and what you should do. But I go towards the idea of you've just taken the mark. You need to be in front. You don't know how long's left. You just, if you see an open goal, there's no pressure because mm. you're literally in front of it. Just get the goal, get the lead, worry about it later. <laughs> And yeah, mm. the kick slightly veered left. Who gives a shit? He, he played on and he kicked a goal. I was like, it doesn't matter where the ball went. It went through the big sticks. He grabbed it and went, go. Let's go. Let's get the lead. Let's finish the game. And I have nothing against that. I, I just... <laughs> because Your argument is somehow making me <laughs> disagree even more. Really? I don't know. Yeah, because like we think about like how much we talked about uh, Kerno in round 23 last year where... He could have, I guess, kicked that sealer against Collingwood where he took the mark and he plays on and he misses. And we're like, why do you not just go back and relax? Like, it just feels a bit like the ends kind of justifies 
you know, mm. like, I, I don't know. I get that, but I, I, in my head, I was like, I feel like the play there is just make sure you get the goal. And yeah. he obviously thought that in that moment. And I, and I still think that the yeah. play is to maximize your ability to kick the goal is under no pressure, directly in front of goal, no one in front of you, kick the goal. And I think yeah. the only reason that this is literally, I think for people and potentially yourself is why you're going, mm. is it the best decision? Is because the kick didn't go directly through. Totally. It takes one more step totally and blast it up on level three. I think we're all saying perfect decision or there's no issues with it. So I think Honestly that agree. for me, I don't, I don't care about the fact that it's slightly veered. It went through the middle and you never know. Is there more pressure if he takes the step back and now there's a guy on the mark? I just think if you if you yeah. think that is the best chance of kicking a goal with no one on the goal line, go for it. And uh, so yeah. then, it I works agree, for us this time. Let's go for it. <laughs> I agree with your point you made just then, but do not lie to me when I say if he did hit the post, would you be sitting here saying, I think he did the right thing by playing on? You would be standing here saying, I'm glad he didn't go back. I My only critique of the play on is not that he played on. My my critique would be two things. I think he could he could he should have kept running. Yes, agree. Because he still had players around him that could make the block. Or yep. I can't remember who it was on his right, but I think someone was in front of him. He could have hand passed mm. it over and they ran in. Obviously, there's maybe a little bit more. Are they even looking at you at that moment, expecting the handball? Do they fumble? Yeah. What do you do? But the my only thing one. would have been maybe take like an extra step. But I still think he didn't miss it. It doesn't matter. And now Blake Akers, two weeks in a matter. row. It's, uh, I hate bringing it up again, but old mate from Saints TV, Marshy, who took his only minute <laughs> fame to talk about they want to build a statue of Blake Akers. He has somehow manifested this himself from trying to give a dig to big Blake. Because I tell you what, we're going to be building as many statues as you bloody want. We're going to have to make one for Fuck each game. Because the man has that many big moments. It is just unbelievable. It's what we thought we were getting was this oh. guy that can stand up in finals with a bit of experience. To do it with the way his shoulder is. For Doc to do the it with shoulder. his shoulder. Every part about that was unreal. A young Ollie Holland's under pressure in the middle of the ground. A few minutes after he's definitely panicked and played on when he shouldn't have and didn't take his time and kicked it into the man on the mark. Like For him then to have that composure and learn within a couple of minutes of game time, there's just so much to love about it. And I just, it's, that is now my favorite moment of all time at Carlton. And I'm sure it's going to be yeah. many others now. Yeah. So true. So true. <laughs> Can anything top this? It felt like last week could not be topped and it's happened. And we'll do it again this week. Out. But before we have next week, we're still going to be enjoying this. And so without yeah. thinking next week will be even better, which I'm sure it will be. Categorically, I want a yes or no. Was this the best Carlton win that you've ever seen? <sighs> and if not, yeah. what, what else is up there? <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. I, I don't think anything can top it. I'm, like I said, it's such different emotion. It was such different emotion to me to last week. Um, yeah, I guess you gotta. Mm. I guess you gotta say that this tops it. I can't think of anything else. Mm. You? No, I I agree. I think before this, it was like the Essendon final 
because it was the first final I'd ever been to. We yeah. get the win. How good's that? Obviously, the Frio game I always talk about with Mark Murphy for be, having to be over there with family. It was just everything, all the build-up in the week. That was such a special moment to be at. It always is for an interstate game. Last week is one of those other ones where it's like final. I'm finally there. Yeah. I understand football a lot more, everything that had happened. But yeah, this yep. just went to another level. The crowd, the noise, the moment coming from behind to win. There's no better way to win by one point. The stress, the anxiety all coming out at the final siren. That's the best win I've ever seen. And what has kind of surprised me is hearing older fans talk about other Carlton games and a lot mm. who were old enough to witness the 99 prelim, putting all grand finals aside because obviously they're better. But sure. a non-grand final, the big one was 99 against Essendon, the prelim. So I've heard yep. so many people say it's equal, if not better, a better win than that. I mean, what does that kind of yeah. mean to yeah. you when you think about it? Because obviously we weren't really alive to watch that. We've no. seen it many times back, but we weren't able to, to sort of appreciate it at its time. Does that kind of yeah. make this win even bigger for you? Just understanding the context mm. that others hold it in? Definitely. Yeah, I think so. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how these two games go down and are remembered. I, I guess it will probably depend mm. on how the season wraps up. Um, like obviously, yeah, 99 is one of the moments that is held in the highest regard of like Carlton in the last 30 years. Mm. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how we do remember it. Cause like, like we've spoke about in like our finals preview, like the 2013 game, there's so many moments from that game that we remember and mm. can quote and everything because there's just so few of these like amazing moments for us to be able to remember. So it'll be interesting to see if that final goal kind of stands the test of time, mm. which I think, I think it will. I definitely hope so. So we've, we've talked about a lot of, positive Carlton stuff as I really wanted to make sure that we got into that good stuff early. I do want to change tact a little bit here. We'll delve into Melbourne, talking a little bit about them. I'm keen to get your thoughts okay. on this one because there was a lot of build-up to this game, not really about Carlton at all. All it was in the media, all it was for Melbourne fans and, and the seemingly players, mm. the club, everything was geared to Greater Maynard, Brayshaw incident, how disgusting it was, how dirty it was. We don't want to see that in the game. What a dirty player. Disgusting. This guy will never play <sighs> AFL football again. It was very sooky, very hyped up though. What did you kind of make then of, I guess, the dirty tactics and the way that it looked like Melbourne tried to play that game? And off that, what did you also make of Carlton's reaction and the way you think our players sort of mm. handled it? I probably don't have the best answer to this purely because I I don't think I really got the magnitude of it during the game. Mm. It was only when I kind of watched the replay that I was like, like like we were like Dad and I were saying to each other, "Why is Cripps so fired up? Like, did something happen? Like, did he get hit? Did someone else get like? There must be a reason. Like, he wouldn't just do this for no reason. Um, but it kind of wasn't clear during the game. Um, so I'm not sure about whether I'm interested to hear your answer in terms hmm. of whether we could have done more to fly the flag, but obviously, yeah, 
it's it's not a good look when like there's obviously everybody knows that Acres mm. is not playing a hundred percent fit, and then that shoulder is just copping hit after hit after hit. Not in like not in the fairness of general play either. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I'm keen to hear your thoughts because maybe you had a better a better feel on it mm. during the game. Hmm. I think that there's always a bit of gray area and something you always accept. You know, we were we were joking in the, um, in the build-up talking about obviously Gorn's foot um, and being like, yeah. kiddo needs to make sure he steps on that. And it's there's always a line to that. And there's a line to knowing, you know, Doc's got his shoulder, Akers has got his shoulder collarbone and trying to exploit that, make sure that, look, if we can in, in a fair enough way hurt him to make sure he can't play, mm. gives us the win. And I think that there's always elements of that that you agree with. I think yep. that there were times definitely that that was sort of taken over the line, particularly Neil Bullen. I yeah, didn't expect to see it from out. him in particular, where literally Akers is on the ground. He starts genuinely pushing and pressing down on Akers' arm. You're like, yeah. that almost deserves weeks. Like you see, a yep. back mind of like the Chris Judd chicken wing kind of tackle. It's like, you're actually... Your only thing you're trying to do there is actually injure someone. I think that yeah. shit needs to be out of the game. That just is a really bad look. Loved Cripper immediately being like, no, get off my boy. You ain't dealing with the sheriff. Mm. Like, you're, you're going to deal with me as well. Love to see that. Yep. And then you got Pickett involved in everything. Absolute grub of a human being. Like, does that yeah. to Bailey Smith at the start of the season, I think it was, that absolute just dive out of what? nowhere. For him to continue to play like this with his... Obviously, the Crips hit. He's got the jumper punch on McGovern. Tries to go McGovern's head at another stage. You got Sparrow throwing Walsh straight into, into the, the barricade, which is I, that one. I can maybe half pass because it looked like straight after he did it, his reaction was like, "Oh shit! I didn't mean to actually dump your head mm. into the barricade. I was meant to put you like to the ground." But he maybe just didn't realize. So I'm, I'll maybe take that one off slightly because it did mm-hmm. feel like immediately he's like, "Oh, I didn't." I didn't mean that. It was a bit of remorse to it, but everything else I think was pretty dirty the way that they seemed to play. I thought it was a bit rich coming from a group that all week were peddling this like goody two shoes. No, we're sooking about Braden Maynard incident that they then go out and play that way. It was like, you got a mirror. Do you know what you guys are doing? I thought that that was a bit rich. I loved how Carlton went about it because I didn't think we needed to do anything more. We ignored it mm. for the most part. If we needed to get into it, we would. Yeah, sure. For the most part, we were like, I care about playing the football. I care about winning this game of football. I'm not going to get distracted by these little stupid things that you're trying to do to get my mind off it. Obviously, mm. Melbourne played well for major- for a big chunks of that game, had opportunity after opportunity to bury Definitely. the game. And maybe they should have won that in the end but when you look at it mentality wise you got one team trying to do these things and not worry about the game and you got us that were just 100 percent focused and hungry on winning and i love that yeah. from us we don't need to be fake tough and get into these little scraps because we've got doherty playing with a dislocated shoulder we've got acres playing with probably a broken collarbone doc apparently yeah. playing with the torn calf or something in a few weeks crips with his yeah. ribs <laughs> Weedering going back with the fly to the ball. We're not fake tough. We do it on the ground. And that's mm. what I love so much about us. It was just for the football. Who gives a shit? We're going to prove we're tougher than you in the contest. And we did in the end. And I like that we kind of got yep. a bit of the moral moral high ground in that 
in that end. Yeah, no, very well said. Very well said. I, I am surprised that, I don't know. I'm surprised that I hadn't heard the Neil Bourne thing be mentioned at all mm. by the mainstream footy media. That's unless bizarre. I missed something. But I thought maybe at least would have got a mention. Like, is this something that we should be mm. looking at more? Like this kind of thing? So, mm. I agree. Yeah. No, I agree. So let's get back into the positives straight away. We've touched on a lot of things. Do you have any other big highlights, I guess, from that game mm-hmm. or, or key takeaways from it that you think we can move on wow. to? the Brisbane game and take that from it and, and use that as a, a positive to lead us towards a big prelim win? Wow. I'd love you to lead us off. I don't have anything off the top of my head, but I'm sure it'll come to me once hmm. you go. Yeah, I've, I've got a couple. None of, none of mine are groundbreaking, I wouldn't imagine. <laughs> yeah. But looking at the two weeks in a row, and this was something that when I was making the uh, thumbnails and the tiles for the match review, I kind of realized this, that the scores that we kicked in both games, I believe, if my memory is correct, if I was actually making them correctly, one point different. They, we kicked one more point against Sydney, one less point in this game. Goals were exactly the same. Wow. And I think when you look at the misses that Sydney made last week, the misses that Melbourne made this week in front of goal. I think one of the big mm. things that's impressed me throughout is our ability to take the moments and score yes. from them. We, we, we aren't 100%. necessarily making the most amount of chances. We're not creating a lot, but we're, what we are creating, it feels like our efficiency in front of goal set shot on the run is high. And that's kind of been the mm. bit of the difference in this, that that's a question mark always for me. We, we've spoken about that this season and many where how many times have we come into a match review or a match build up and gone, gee, if we just kicked straight when we were on top, when we had the momentum, we buried those opportunities. Finally, it feels like we're doing that. We're calm under pressure in front of goal seemingly at the moment. And (laughs) that seems like a massive thing where we've got these big moments defensively, but in particular in front of goal. And when we need a goal, we're finding a way to get it done, whether it's mm. you know, TDK's couple that I want to definitely touch on, whether it's Motlop, whether it's Acres at the end. It seems as if, or yeah. Acres last week, when we need to find a goal, we get it and we make sure we kick the set shot. We get it nailed down. So I think that's a real positive for me that we're handling mm. that pressure in front of goal. Yeah, I, I agree with the sentiment of that. Um, and yeah, I think it definitely goes the other way as well. Like... Everyone is very quick to talk about, like, I guess all of Melbourne's chances. Um, but mm. you've got to mention that a lot of that is about the pressure and perceived pressure that we mm. put on defensively as well. And that I guess it looks like we're standing up in those moments. Um, yeah. I mean, not to the slight a little negative point in there, but I think one of the things that can definitely be improved on is still like that you, you listed some good guys there who definitely can put goals on the board, but you're definitely not going to count on them, I guess, every week mm, to be yeah. able to score. It'll be great to have Harry back. And it's just insane again to get a win with one goal from Charlie, um, who made it such a good job on. So that's a that's a positive, I guess, that that those guys can come in and kick more goals. So it'd be good to have more avenues to goal. Mm. We kicked 11 goals three weeks in a row. Um, that's big. But yeah, you're right. You're right. We definitely took our chances and they didn't. And it feels like the narrative for us forever has been mm. 
we could have won that game if we just took our chances. And now it feels like we're doing it. Mm. And I also think to touch on some of Melbourne's opportunities, similar to last week, not a lot of their chances were super high percentage looks. I oh. think Fritch's yeah. one that he misses, it's still not an easy shot. I'd probably back him in to kick that. You got pick it on the run. It's not an easy one. Yeah. Oliver's is like... I never thought Oliver's... did well to even get that close. I actually said, I was like, look, if he kicks this and that puts us out of finals, yeah, fair play because what a kick that'd be. You, you, that can't, you can't say much about that. But a lot of them, and some of them they even kicked as well, and I know some of ours were pretty, you know, magical from a pocket as well, but you have like Petrarca's in the first quarter... Their first mm. one from Langdon in the first quarter. Some of um, is, is it Joel Smith? Is that his name? I always get that mixed up. He, Joel Smith, I can't yeah. believe three goals. That was a negative, but he that had was some surprising, really yeah. that you maybe don't expect. So it wasn't as if a lot of their opportunities were like directly in front, ten meters out. They were yeah. some tough spots. Yeah. They didn't take them. They couldn't handle the pressure. We did, and I think yeah, that is a positive. What were what were some of your key takeaways now that I've given you some time yeah. to think about it, or some individual plays or players that you'd mm. love to talk about? I think one thing that sticks out, and you may need to help remind me about the specifics, or I might be good, but often it feels like other teams get a jump on us coming mm. out of breaks which we did to them. I know Walsh kicked that one in the first minute of the fourth quarter. And I think always might've been not long after. Mm. And then Kennedy's goal out of halftime as well. Like this was, this was goals that just came right at, at the change of breaks, um, which I think is a big thing for setting up momentum for those terms. Mm. No, really, really good point. The The last quarter, especially end of the back end of that third term, Really felt like we were wasting a lot. I thought we dominated so much of it. Defensively set up beautifully. Yeah. Intercepted well. As soon as we tried to move the ball forward, just so many poor decisions by foot. Um, the skills yeah. weren't there. Like the it just, we kept making we kept making poor turnovers when it felt like we we're finally getting a nice run ahead and, and getting some momentum. Yep. You take that into three quarter time. You go okay. Just feels like we need to kick the first couple here. It's kind of like we did the last time we played Melbourne. As soon as Walshie gets that goal and then always is soon after, I was definitely thinking, okay, this is it. Like we're going to run over the top of them. It didn't happen. I think that was a bit of a, a negative if we're going to be a bit balanced in the uh, review of this game where felt like mm. that was the momentum shift and to kind of lose that momentum a little bit like we have throughout I guess this final series so far, we've looked really good in patches, but we maybe haven't sustained that for long enough. And whether that's been making sure we get the lead or or whatever that is, and I, I know it's tough. Finals footy is tough. It's contested. They're playing some good teams. Maybe they just don't allow you to, yeah. to have that. But when you look at maybe some other games that are played, you're thinking, oh, I just wish we could get 30 points up and just be able to hold that. Um, but the ability, I think, like you mentioned, to just come out, from the break, get that little bit of a jump. It allows you to have a bit of a momentum slip because you've made sure you've got it on the scoreboard. I think that was a, mm. a massive thing. Yep. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Particularly because they and they had the jump on us at the start too. Yes. Were, you, were you calm 
three goals down to start? Because I was. I wouldn't say I was a hundred percent calm. It's it's a, it's strange again. I spoke about this before the Sydney game in that I was dead calm. I was still pretty yeah. calm in this one. I was a bit more nervous because we drove in, and then it was like we're struggling to find a car park, and where we were was then hard <laughs> to get out of to get somewhere else. And I just don't like not being settled. As soon as I'm settled, I'm fine. Mm. And so that was a little bit stressed of like, where are we going? How are we getting there? What time am I going to be? At a certain oh, spot, God. I hate that uncertainty. Uh, yeah. No issues in the end, got it all sorted. But uh, I was calm to an extent where I didn't feel like the goals they were kicking were through dominance. It felt mm-hmm. as if like it was a pretty even game, but they just kept getting the little cheapish kind of goals. You know, credit to them, they were doing enough to to earn them, and we weren't. The other way, I could immediately see the issues of not having a Martin, not having a Harry Mackay in our forward line. Looked like we struggled, continued to do that, I guess, for a lot of the game, particularly with May and Lever in the air. We'd never really truly dealt with that and getting the ball to Charlie. Agreed. But it, I did also still have that feeling of like, well, we just need a spark. Like we just need one. If they pile on five here and we haven't scored, I'll be worried. But then this is the moment I did want to bring up was TDK. Charlie's not able to, we're not able to unleash him for deconing yeah. to then get two quick ones, bring the game back. It was Massive. like, okay, we're game on like this. Was he someone you maybe expected to take that step <laughs> up leading into the game? We knew it was going to be tough with Charlie without Harry. Mm. I I had the uh, prediction of maybe Fogarty getting a couple of goals. Didn't happen. When If, if he nailed that first one, I was going to be messaging good. you straight away. I, oh, I was ready to draft out a message. I was being thinking like, about That's it. one. That's one. Didn't happen. But uh, was deconing one yeah. of the players that you thought, okay, he can be the guy to step up in the absence of Harry and, and Jack Martin? I think it, like, it had to be him. Like, it, it, if he didn't, it, you know, this may not have been the same result. Because mm. without Harry, um, yeah, someone was going to had to stand up, or else, like you alluded to, Lever was going to break the all time assist uh, intercept record uh, about five minutes in. Um, so yeah, God, TDK has just taken to another level this season, hasn't he? Like we could go mm. back, and I've been listening to it. I listened to a few of our old older episodes over the weekend just to kind of reflect on where we're at, and you know, like mid season. We're talking of when it wasn't mm. known whether he was going to stay or not. And it's like, well, I don't know. Like, can Pitonet just be the guy solo forever? Mm. Like, if, if TDK goes, we're going to have to live with that. And, yeah, he's mm. in these two games, TDK has just been like, I'm him. No, he hasn't. And that was always the, I think, fair criticism that we kind of gave. And it's always harder when you have the emotion of, feels like this guy is going to leave us. Whereas yeah. you're kind of maybe happy to keep him when we weren't playing well and knowing we didn't have a second round or third round draft pick. And so if we needed to make wholesale list changes, we had no currency. I know I was definitely of the mind of, well, if he's someone you can cash in and you need to make other moves, then I guess I can be fine with him leaving because, and the criticism was, could you name me like a deconing game where this guy mm. genuinely... Yeah. no was unbelievable and showed you all the signs. We've seen a couple of marks here and there. We've seen a couple of little games where he's done it in patches. You mm-hmm. thought the talent was there, 
but it's hard when you haven't seen the tangible. You don't know if that's just fantasy, whether it's going to happen. And for him to have done that in the back half of this year and then to stand up in finals when you need someone to do it, wow, this guy is genuinely going to be something special. It's not just uh, blue lenses on thinking it it might all just happen for him. He's proving it and we needed that. And now he's got Robbie Williams singing about him. I don't know about you, but that song has been stuck in my head ever since then. Every five minutes, I feel like I'm starting to sing to Koenig's in the air. It's just absolutely (laughs) unbelievable. Uh, Just something special. I love what the Koenig's bringing. Yeah, and I guess as well, we were we were sold the idea that he was going to be this forward that mm. that rucks as well, and we were like, show us, show us mm. the forward. We haven't seen the forward, so keep doing it, big fella. If we can mm. be getting consistent goals from him, Charlie and Harry, then you know that's going to take it's us big. a long way. Did you did from where you were sitting? Did that first Charlie point look like it was going through? Because I definitely cheered for about four seconds uh, <laughs> as soon as the ball hit the boot. I was like, "There's no way this isn't going through." It always looked a little fading to the other side. Yeah, so I, it, I got half excited Damn. when he turned and the ball came off the boot, and then I was like, Just "I was sort perfect, of right. it was one of those ones where like I'm riding it as well, sort of leading back with it." Uh, so I didn't get too excited, unfortunately. But yeah, part of me was like. If we hit that, what a start. That would have been magical. Didn't happen, but didn't the, need it. The thing that didn't went what what went through my head straight away was last year, uh, in his like like, you know, the game against Richmond, kind of like first proper game mm. back new season. He didn't kick a goal. And it was like, oh, okay. And then the next week he kicks a goal in the first 10 seconds, he kicks five or six or whatever it was. And so it was like he was a bit down last week. Mm. And this would have been that like, oh no. It's He's going to do it again. It's going to be a Charlie game, but we didn't need it. We didn't need nah. it. And we didn't need Fox uh, too either. Sorry. Ian. Who needs him? Who needs him? Uh, it wasn't a great prediction, but what else did uh, you like from this game? Any other key takeaways, things you think you can build oh. on or just other fun stuff you want to talk about? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, Ian. There's so many things. There's so many things. You go again. My mind is, my mind is scattered. I'm all over okay, the place well, thinking about I'll this. Jump, I'll jump straight to, speaking of predictions, um, I don't know what's going on. This oh, is so off-brand That's a good for me. Can't believe it because this what do you want to see segment we have in the build-up show, it's often, I think rarely has it ever come true. There was big moments this week, uh, this year, sorry, where we were tacking on the previous week's what do you want to see because we're like, well, I didn't back. see it last week. I just need to see it. And once I've seen it, tick it off. We'll move on to the next one. <laughs> I can't believe that two weeks in a row I've come up with, I want X play to kick a goal. Have put a bit of mayo on the uh, on the delivery. And all of a sudden, the boys are delivered. <laughs> I'd cripple last week. Sammy Walsh gives me a goal. All about the mayo. One of the weirdest celebrations. I wanted something that got the crowd up and about. He's decided to, to lick the old tongue, show us the Dior mouth guard. That has taken Lick the, the tongue, uh, you reckon? <laughs> he's, I don't know what he's licking, but I enjoyed it. Licking the finger, probably. Um, <laughs> but insane from Sammy Walsh. Didn't expect to. So didn't expect good. about 50 possessions and to be incredibly by far best on ground. Incredible for him. I think we needed midfielders to step up and kick goals, much like last week. We have Chera does it. You had Cripps do it as well. We knew... 
other guys needed to step up and for Sammy Walsh to be that guy, Mr. Mr. Corns reckons he, he doesn't have what it takes to impact games. Mm. I guess I don't either. <laughs> I'm, I'm already just dying to know. Can you give us a sneak preview of what your third in a row Nostradamus goal kicker pick is going to be? You don't have to give it all, but can you give us a, a taste? Get people excited I'll be honest, for the preview. I can't get you excited, but maybe my oh. reasoning will get you excited. These okay. haven't been things that have been sitting with me all week. This has been, right. I go to write the run sheet, what I want to see, oh, and God. it just hits me like a beautiful vision. So I'm hoping that that also hits me this week. Um, on a funny tangent, actually, there is a, oh. um, I, I, I should find what it actually is to give it a proper shout out. But there's a um, pet shelter where you can adopt, you know, cats and dogs and, and anything you like. They've been doing that like prediction thing where they get the animal to try and predict the the winners of each final. You know how that, that oh, yeah, classic. had the uh, the World Cup one. They have had this cat try and pick the scarves of the teams. And last week they managed to get every single team wrong. Which by getting them all wrong, technically it got them all right. It just it was grabbing the loser uh, stuff. Picking the loser, I'm with you. Yeah. And then you know <laughs> this week they had picked Melbourne. And so I was like, oh, let's let's fingers crossed. And it became a bit of a joke. And I honestly forgot about it. But then about five minutes after the siren, girlfriend just goes, The cat was right again. It picked the loser. So I tell you what, if this cat wow. picked the Brisbane scarf this week. I'll have to find what page it is so we can all watch the footage. This could be one of the bigger things. You think I'm Nostradamus. Yeah. Someone find this cat. It's, it knows the secrets. Put the lotto numbers in front of it and what it picks, don't put those on. Pick the other numbers. That's what you need to do. Slowly deduce what it might be because I just thought that that was wild that somehow this animal just keeps getting them wrong, which is somehow even better because it technically has nailed it, nailed it on. It's, it's bizarre. We're definitely going to need an update on i'll find preview. out if, it, if it's out let us know i'm i'm looking at the guys who haven't kicked a goal this year yet so mm. it would be marchi pitt sard and weeders for some reason i feel like pitt, i remember imagine pitto kicks four <laughs> no i kicked one of the, last up. year against north i think that yeah, was the one it was. I, I swear there was another one but yeah and Sard. you would have think that sardi would have kicked mm. one but he hasn't. Surprisingly, not so, a big goal kicker. I think he's only kicked like two goals yeah. for us. I think he only kicked one against Adelaide and Essendon. I might be incorrect. I think he's only kicked two goals for Carlton, which feels no, bizarre. That is that is perfect, perfect memory. Yeah. You'd think that he would he would bob up somewhere from, mm. from outside 50. So maybe one of them, but I'll again I'll oh, leave yeah. the Nostradamus to you. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So what else? Anything else you want to touch on before we go? Oh. Slightly negative in the what were the improvements? Anything we need to improve upon or or do you want to go straight to it? Mm. Yeah, let, let's do that. That that might bring some positives out. And we'll round it, it back does, out. Because we're such optimists. Yeah, so I guess to, to complete this review, to make it nice and well-balanced, let's take a look at mm. some of the areas that maybe we can improve on, some of the negatives that we can learn from. We can use them. It's not a negative because they're going to overcome it and we're going to make sure yes. we learn from it. So we beat Brisbane in the prelim Learn from the mistakes. What did you kind of pick up from this game? Was there anything in particular? Well, I think, and and the good thing about these things that we can improve on as well is that any that come to my mind, 
we saw aspects of it in this game. Mm. It's not like it was all bad. Like I thought there was times where we did a really good job of lowering our eyes inside 50, not kicking it straight down Lever's throat. Um, that, that Kennedy first goal in the third quarter comes to mind. Like, don't know how he's done such a massive turnaround of this, but it feels like pretty much the whole last 12 weeks, Cripper, if he's gone inside 50, mm. he's, he's not just putting on the foot. An extra half a second, oh, look at that. We've got a leading player. So that was great that that was there at times, but it, there's still there was still plenty of it. Mm. Which is difficult as well, knowing... They're, they're, that's that's their bread and butter. That is what Melbourne do well. They've got the height there. They'll intercept for days. I think that was kind of one of my negatives, which I guess can kind of get fixed next week just by personnel. But I thought sure. the Kennedy inclusion that I was a little bit, I guess I didn't agree with it at the time, but I was yes. kind of like, they know more than me, 100%, back it in, back in Vossi, back in Kennedy to do the job. Ultimately, I don't think it necessarily worked. I thought mm. Kennedy wasn't great. He's at times just because he's not a forward was out of position yeah. a little, little bit. The cohesion wasn't there with some of the other players. He kind of allowed Lever to to get a lot of those intercepts. I still appreciate that they tried it. It was probably the best thing we kind of could have done. In I the agree. End. We didn't really have anyone else. If if the idea was to try to negate their talls, it was really the best option. We had, I didn't love it, but mm. I think on, on top of that, we probably didn't sometimes move the ball inside 50 best to also yes. fix that issue and overcome it. It was kind of like, well, if you're bombing it in high all the time, it's kind of not going to be in our favor. At what stage is it almost better to just grub a kick it along the ground and try and beat them mm. below the, the knees where maybe we yeah. might be a little bit better with a lot more of our smalls? Yeah, I, I'm in complete agreement with you. Uh, particularly when I was watching the game live at the at the ground, mm. I was like, "Oh, like, what impact is Kennedy having in some of these moments?" But and then when I look at the replay, I'm like, "Oh, how did Lever take that mark? Where's Kennedy?" And I'm like, "Oh, mm. Kennedy had led into space, yeah. and we just didn't kick it to him." So it's like, ah, oh, it's an all it's an all round effort here. Mm. But like, Kennedy's such a funny one. Like, I, uh I I want him to be in this team. Like I, I think he's good enough, and I want him to be in this twenty-two, but I, I, I don't think it can be in this role again. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. It, it's going to be interesting to see what they do because it feels like we're healthy again with Harry, with yeah. Jack Martin coming back in. It feels like things are sort of really poised well for Isn't us. Um, yeah. I think the only other real negative I had that we've kind of touched on was really just the. Mm. We'd done so much good work. I think defensively, I loved the commitment throughout the whole game. There were so many stages, particularly late, where it was like oh, just yeah. all or nothing. You could tell how much these boys were doing everything within their power to make sure they didn't get Melbourne didn't get the ball and didn't kick a goal. And it's just frustrating, I think, that when we were getting intercepts, when we were getting 50-meter penalties yep. to our advantage, just that decision-making, just that ex skill execution let us down a few times and kind of put us under unnecessary pressure when it felt like yep. we'd worked so hard to absorb that pressure, get it back, control things. Sort of just gave it away a little bit too much. But yep. it's kind of something that we've just got to learn. We're so ex inexperienced in finals Mm -hmm. And we seem to be improving little things at, at times we're clean at times. We're not, 
I think that's just something we're going to get better at. The fact to turn it into a positive, the fact that we haven't fully clicked, we haven't fully 100% learned to deal with maybe the pressure and the heightened everything mm-hmm. that is finals football is exciting because there's there's elements of it. Yep. But once it clicks for these boys, I think it's it's going to. And this is the best experience. And to be winning mm. with it, it's the best way to learn. I absolutely love that. Uh, maybe you'll disagree with me. But pull me up if you do. Like I, I think pretty much all of our guys on the weekend had a moment or two where it was like you could see that, you know, whatever it was, not being clean, a fumble, a mistake mm. or, or whatever. But I can't think of a player that I thought was out of their depth or was like, oh, yeah. that I would say they played, they played a bad game. I, I don't think we had anyone like that. The only, I'd say two people didn't necessarily play good games, mm-hmm. but weirdly, I, I, it's like Cunningham, I didn't think really impacted, but it's also, That's he plays such a hard well. position that there was a few little really good clean handballs that set us up that I really appreciated, particularly on the replay, but he's playing yeah. that high half forward. Sometimes you're just going to have a day where you don't see a lot of the mm. ball. That is the unfortunate yeah. side of that position. So I'm not going to say he necessarily played too poorly because it wasn't as if he's he was making mistakes. And he just, he just and... didn't get a lot of the ball, which it happens. And yeah. then the only other one was probably Kennedy for that. We brought him in to play this role. And he wasn't amazing yeah. at it, but he gets a goal. He does some okay things, and I'm not blaming him for it because it's an unfamiliar role yeah. that he kind of had to do it against some of the best defense in the competition. So it's as much as it might sound harsh to single out a few of these guys, it's kind of like I also don't blame them, and I'm yeah. not. I don't, I don't think they had that bad a game in saying that. But I agree with you. I think yeah. for the most part, everyone was incredibly solid and, and had good moments, which is kind of what you want. Mm. And it's why we're winning these games of football. It's a team effort now. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yep. 100% agree with you. Huge. So let's go into some listener questions. It feels like <gasps> I've, I've, I've left this way too late um, in this. I need to make sure next week I get them right at the top. If you want to get your listener questions in, I normally mm-hmm. chuck them up on Twitter at Navy Blue Corner. Also, I've been chucking them on the story on Instagram again at Navy yes. Blue Corner. If you can't be bothered even going onto your app, searching it up, links to it all is in the show notes into the description. So literally just scroll down where you're listening to this, watching this, click the link. It'll get you straight there. Or if you're on another platform, you're on another social media at any time, literally DM us. Again, it's always at Navy Blue Corner. And I will jot it down and make sure your question gets answered because you've maybe gone to a little bit more effort. You have made sure to message us. So those will always get answered. But Lockie is the master. He finds the absolute gems, which they always, always are. What have the people wanted answers to? And I'm just going to pick the cream of the crop today because we are deep into this episode because, like you said, mm. you've buried the questions. Like, you, you don't bury the often. plugs anymore. You bring the plugs to the front, and we love you for that. From Something I think has Woody. sorry, I think something has to happen oh. with this. It's, it's, you don't get, I, I'm not, I'm not at Carlton's level yet where you get the full package. If something's up, mm-hmm. it means something else. Is coming right. down. Something is is lacking. Unfortunately, eventually I'll get there. I'm sure. We are a work in progress too, <laughs> and we're happy to call that out. 
From at Blues Footy, when we make the grand final, how will they fit 100,000 Priority One members into the ground? Ian, when are they going to build a bigger goddamn stadium to fit all the baggers in? Because this is getting ridiculous. Oh, It's actually insane, isn't it? Like, one, how many members we have. Two, that we've got one of the biggest stadiums in the goddamn world and we're still selling it out and we've got more people that want to come in that are just support us as uh-huh. one. And I mean, honestly, how about we just kick out half the, the corporate rich blokes that don't even support anyone that are, <laughs> what, you're from Toyota? I don't give a shit. Get the baggers in there. Get those out to fit us in. I think that is the kind of way to do it. But I don't know. The ticketing's been a bit of an interesting one. I uh, Unfortunately, I'm not going up to Brisbane, but I would have definitely had some issues because apparently the tickets mm. were on Ticket Master, not Ticket Tech. Saw a couple of people waiting on Ticket Tech being like, where's me tickets? Oh. What's going on? And I would have <laughs> I would have genuinely cried because I wouldn't have been smart enough to realize that they've decided to change ticketing people randomly. I just, that's that baffles the mind, but they'll find a way. Worst case, I don't know, baggers, will f- we find tickets. I'm sure we'll take the corporate ones somehow. All of a sudden... Some bagger has decided to take over Toyota just so we can get into the game. There's there's ways I reckon we'll we'll manage to get it done. Start working, well, handing out the pies down the aisle. That's the way to do it. <laughs> Who gives a shit? What are you going to fire me? Who cares? I'm at the ground. To that point, I need you to help uh, minimize some fears here from Tom V. They ask, "Is this real? Are we actually in a prelim? And am I really going to Brisbane? Is Tom is Tom dreaming, Ian? I hope he's not." Because I I actually asked that question about 10 minutes after the game ended. It was a bit, obviously, a bit of tongue-in-cheek. But there was a part of me that deep down was thinking like, shit, this better not actually be a dream. I asked him, like, is this real? Someone genuinely, <laughs> it's like, me. is this happening? I need to just make sure. Even the next morning, I did the old, like, is it Saturday? And oh did we God. just win by a point? Because I swear to God, if it didn't happen, I, I would have been in tears. Even though I was in tears, but the tears wouldn't have been for joy. So, yes, it is real. The Baggers are the best team in the bloody competition. And we're going to win a prelim against the Lions because you're going to be there, mate. And you're going to cheer them on. I love that. There you go, Tommy. Um, I feel like this might be a burner of someone that, that you know. They ask, how many strangers did you hug and high five on Friday night? <laughs> What would the what would the over under be? What what would it be roughly? Well, maybe this is someone that was there, and so they're aware um, of yeah. how many people. I would. I want say... to know was it just was it just me that got a high five, or is Ian high fiving everybody? <laughs> is he high fiving everyone? Do, do these mean nothing? This is this man <laughs> yeah. will high five and hug anyone. I thought it meant something. It does not. Um, the thing is, <laughs> apart from that stranger that I uh, almost tackled me leaving the stadium, everyone was someone I spoke to during the right. game. So it, while it was a stranger, we felt a bond through that moment. But I would say it was on the day, people I'd met on the day, upwards of six or seven, definitely. We're getting Fantastic. to double figures there on, on the tens. There's there's just no such thing as strangers in the Carlton family. No. I would have thought we're all, and that's like, we're all friends. That's the weird and crazy thing. And it's why I love sports so much that, It doesn't matter if you've never met someone. You can say Carlton supporter and it's like your best mates. And you just, everyone just wants to share that moment. Everyone wants to be in it. And it just brings you all together. It's what made that Carlton Bay so much fun was 
It's been yeah. a chat to people before the game and you don't have to be weird because it's an opposition supporter. It's just immediately like you've known them your whole life. I love it. Yeah, there's been so many moments over these last couple of weeks where I'm wearing Carlton gear out or I see someone else wearing yeah. Carlton gear and you just go to It was a lot. The, there was a lot baggers, on Saturday and Sunday. I, I was walking through the city and it was just go baggers, go baggers. So good. How good is it? So Up good. I never, I never want this to end. Um, what should I wrap this up with? A lot of these questions are always, everyone's so keen to get to that next game as we always are. We've had to like pull ourselves back in this episode to be like, Mm. how can we stay in this moment? I'll I'll read this one uh, from Twitter from Mark DT because this is about this game. Um, and a man that deserves a shout out, your man. Um, so from Mark DT is Lockie Fogarty coming from the wilderness and earning a new contract, the embodiment of our season turnaround. Mm. Selecting players to do a job and play a role first and foremost. That's a pretty good summary, I'd say. I love that take so much. I genuinely don't know what else I can kind of add to it. Really so happy for Fogarty, for him to get that contract well-deserved and, yeah, you nail it. Like That is such a big reason of of why we are playing such good footy because everyone's buying in. And the worry into this game was how are we going to do it without Harry? How do you do it? without Jack Martin and other guys step up, other guys find a way to get things done. Cottrell last week, Akers again this week. Motlop, we haven't touched on enough. He was someone I wanted to mention in his couple of goals, just lifts the crowd. And the last positive I kind of want to really touch on is just that how much these players seem to get it now. And it's not to say that they maybe didn't beforehand, but I don't know if you kind of took any of this, up, but it was like Motlop kicks his goals and immediately turns to the crowd, gets yeah. us up and about. Crip has done it. Everyone totally. seems to really be trying to lift us up. And when we, when the players, you know, they've got the little footies that they sign and, and hand out at the end of the game, when they were coming over to, to our wing, Motlop again is one of those guys that, you know, we're all clapping, we're all up and about, and he's still going, no, bigger. Come on, let's mm-hmm. cheer us. Like, let's get up and about. He wants to be involved. You see him down <laughs> Bygone Street after the game. Like, yeah, these, guys, these guys have embraced this. And I think that adds to, to just why it's so special. There just feels such a good bond between club, supporters, fans, players, everything. It's just, there's no better thing to be doing right now <laughs> than supporting the baggers. Yeah, everyone's, I tell you what, there's so many friends, acquaintances that I've known over the years that I've found out in the last couple of weeks, Carlton supporters. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. Didn't realize you were a Carlton supporter. You've never mentioned that. I've known you for 10 years. So everyone's getting on the bandwagon. It's good. And and why not? You'd be more you'd than be an idiot. You'd be an idiot not to. Last thing we need to do is votes, Lockie. We need a three, two, one for the votes. If you're watching this on YouTube, I want your votes too because this was tough. Please. I found the three and the two easy. The one could have gone yeah. to about a 1,000 people. And I need to make sure I'm jotting all these down because we also have a medal to give out after the we grand do. final because we're going to need to What's that medal called, Ed? As well, it is the Navy Blue Corner medal, I guess. We don't have a great name. Again, every time we throw this out to the listeners. Maybe. And... It, it feels harsh for me because I can't come up with anything. So I don't begrudge anyone else for not being able to come up with a, an absolute pearler of a name. It's not like I've even got a suggestion. It's not like one's been shit or anything like that. It's just mm. that it's, it's very difficult to come up with one. But I'm excited to see the votes. Did you, did you have a, 
bit of inspiration there where you've come up with a <laughs> ripper name. I was just going to say, perhaps we need like a comically long name. Like we just need to acknowledge that we're never going to get a good name for this thing. So it's the Navy Blue Corner, something, 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 something. Yeah, something. there's something in there. So we'll, we'll workshop that in the next few days. Yeah. Before we, we need a name for it before we crown the winner. But give me yours first because it always scares me when you say that votes are going to be easy. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm going to have forgotten someone. Okay. Oh. Okay. Well, I'm going to go, I'm going to start at my three because I feel like it's it's harder to name yep. as I go lower. Three was Sam Walsh. Unbelievable. Yes. I don't need to say anything else. Man was in so goddamn good. A man possessed. Uh, two I gave to Jacob Weedering. Thought he was exceptional wow. down back, intercepted everything, set up so much for us. And then. Obviously, there's the big moment of him starting that play by looking inboard, taking the risk when we needed yep. it. And I just thought he, for as much as, you know, I think there was a listener question as well saying just give Weedering some love because everyone was giving it to Stephen May. And I just think, yeah, Weedering was exceptional. The one was tough. I felt like this could be Crips. It mm-hmm. could maybe be Doherty for what he was able to just get through the game does Motlop deserve something? I thought Newman was great. McGovern. I could yep. literally name the whole team, but I've given it to Robbie Williams, favorite man. Yeah. Because when we needed someone <laughs> to stand up early before Melbourne just finished the game, DeConing kicks two quick ones, steps up, and that toe poke late, I thought he was enormous for us. And one that doesn't maybe Love get it. applauded was the chase down just before that allowed the mm. chera smother some great efforts from everyone there um those are my three two and one Lockie, what are yours that's good we're pretty similar i also had blakers on my stiff list just because every mm. time he did something i was like you shouldn't have been able to do that with how in pain you clearly are um i had walshy three as well pretty much perfect game i also had robbie williams with the one because yes, definitely thought he was in our three best. Like he was doing everything as well. Yeah. Um, I had to give two to Cripper though, yeah. because yeah. we wanted him. We wanted him to lift after last week, and yeah, he just does all the things. Tough as nails. I don't know how mm. he gets tackled and gets spun around twice and still shoots out a ten meter handball to someone out mm. wide. And he's making good decisions by foot, and he's standing up for all the boys when they're getting beaten around too. So. We love our No, I love it. He, he doesn't need to be that guy that runs 80 meters, doesn't take a bounce and nails one from 50. He doesn't need to do the spectacular. We just need yep. him to be that contested beast to fly the flag, does it in spades. Um, Actually, one last question. I'll bury this because mm. it's not that important. Keen to get your, your hot take on it. Because everyone... <laughs> this will be good. The, the big talking point that I've seen out of this from all the Nuffy supporters that seem to be very opinionated on it, um, Weedering and Cripps apparently concussed uh. um, and, and unhappy that the AFL's ticked, ticked off on it, saying that, oh, conspiracy, of course, yeah, Carlton, they're paying to make sure these players get through. And, mm-hmm. of course, the AFL's ticked off on it. They want Carlton to win. All that nonsense. Did you have much of a thought on um, on the conspiracy that the, the AFL are making sure that, well, of course, Carlton would have wanted those players on the ground mm. at that time? Yeah. Well, we know that's not a conspiracy. We know that's true and that's all confirmed. Um, I mean, the Crips one, like, 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know enough about the actual protocols and that kind of thing, really. Oh. But he didn't like he didn't show any signs of being concussed to me. Like weathering, I can understand how someone's like, yeah, yeah, maybe he looks like he's concussed, but also I trust that they did the right thing. Yeah, I find it bizarre. And it just it highlights just honestly, like how I'm I'm glad we buried this for my rant, but it's like it just it reminds me how dumb humans are. At, at stages and like how you've just got so many dickheads in society that genuinely just have no fucking clue about anything that goes on in the world because <laughs> I'm glad one, this is buried. Cripper Cripper gets hit some hit in the nose. Like it didn't look dazed, nice. had no issues. You've got the doctors making sure these players have no issues. And it's like, yeah, cool. He broke his nose. There's no issue with the concussion. They check him out, make sure he's all good. Perfect. And also, I'm sorry, in a, in a day and age like this, you also don't want your guy on if he's concussed because he's probably not going to play good football if he has a concussion. Uh, and then the other one for Weeders, it's like the commentators seem to be making such a big fuss about it that it was wobbly. I don't know if I'm just biased and didn't see it that way, but the fact that he obviously got hit in the throat, they're saying that he was struggling to breathe. It just looked like a guy mm. that was in a bit of shock of like, I'm just yeah. trying to suck in air and I can't. I didn't feel like he was wobbly. Uh, I, I don't know. But, I mean, the fact that yeah. our doctors were like, no, no, he got hit in the throat. There was no head contact, no symptoms, no issues. There was a bit of fuss made after the game. So they just decided to, even though ticked all the boxes, there was no need to assess him. We decided to assess Weeders anyway, just to be 100% sure because people seem to be making such a fuss, which kind of wish they didn't because now people are going, well, you made a fuss about it. So that's the big reason why you, you should have done it beforehand. Mm. You've still tested him after, but I don't think it matters. I just think people are idiots. I thought it was a bit funny that people are so salty and sooky again about something to do with Carlton. It just it means we're a big club. There, there's it. always got to be something. When When is there nothing? There's got to yeah, be something. There's never nothing. But do you have any last words before we wrap this episode oh. up? I think... <clears throat> it's always good when we're doing a review and a preview because <clears throat> apologies. I feel like now <laughs> I can kind of put a stamp on this game and um, finally start thinking about the prelim mm. because I, it hasn't felt real, I think, until we've had this chat. So now I can finally think that, yes, we are in the final four teams left, which we definitely didn't think we'd be saying. It's insane to think about one win away from a grand final, two from the ultimate glory. And what a way to do it. Best game of football Lockie and I have ever seen. One of the greatest moments. Crowd was huge. Keen to hear everyone that's listened to this, their thoughts on everything we've covered, their thoughts on the game, their reaction to the final siren and that wonderful Blake Akers goal. Chuck it in mm -hmm. the comments here on YouTube. Chuck us a subscribe. Chuck us a like. All that fun stuff. Head over to socials. And make sure you chuck us a follow so you never miss anything. Follow where you're listening to this. At Navy Blue Corners, the socials. There's your plug, Lockie. We'll be back for a match build-up. <laughs> Carlton versus Brisbane preliminary final. That just sounds so good to say, and I'm going to keep saying it. The Blues are in a prelim. Up the butt. Bloody baggers. <laughs> See you guys next time. <laughs>